So mama, are you a parent who wants to raise respectful and well-behaved children, but worries that disciplining them too harshly will damage your relationship? Don't worry, you're not alone. I've so been there. Believe me, I know that it's a tough balancing act, but I promise that with the right approach, you can help your little ones grow into kind, responsible, and respectful individuals without sacrificing your bond. In this episode, my guests and I, Esme, are going to share four expert tips on how to discipline your toddlers without being too strict or permissive, a really great balance between the two. From setting clear boundaries to positive reinforcement, we'll show you exactly how to create a nurturing environment that promotes promotes healthy behavior and mutual trust. So if you're anything like me, go grab yourself a cup of coffee or a green smoothie, sit back and join us for some fun and relatable parenting talk. We'll help you navigate the tricky world of raising respectful littles and show you how to enjoy the journey along the way. Let's dive in. Hey mama, welcome to the Energize Mama podcast. Do you want a better work-life balance and more time and energy? Do you find yourself thinking, how can I add more hours into the day? Or are you Googling how to deal with mom guilt and can my marriage survive toddlers? Do you wake up with big goals only to feel overwhelmed and defeated when you have no one to help you and your littles aren't listening to you again? Hey, I'm Cheyenne. I too was an exhausted mom away from the help of my family. I too felt constantly drained with a strong-willed toddler and wished I could find balance between being a wife, a mom, stepmom, and entrepreneur. I wanted more energy to give myself and my husband, to discipline my kids confidently, and incorporate faith into our home. All the things, right? But I kept telling myself that I couldn't do it feeling this exhausted and without a community supporting around me until I found a healthy balance of endless energy and raising Jesus-loving littles. In this podcast, you will find that too. You will find time and energy boosting tips and tricks, guidance for disciplining your littles, and what to do when you have no help so that you will find balance between all your roles. Stop feeling drained and learn to trust your own mom tuition. Time to grab those headphones, pour that green smoothie, and get ready to get your daily energy boost. I've got you, mama. I am so blessed when reviews come in for this show, and I wanted to share this one with you guys that came in from Kim Stewart. Her title goes, Feel Like You're Parenting Alone on an Island? Well, what she shares is, relief is here. Cheyenne's show helps moms of all nations to come together and find support they need in their communities and online through her podcast. I remember what being a young mom living away from family was like, and we need help, especially in the toddler years. Love it. Ah, Kim, I love it too, and I love you. Thank you so very much for such a spectacular review, and I'm honored to have you here watching, listening, and participating on the Energized Mama podcast. Well, hello, all you lovely ladies. Welcome back to another episode here at the Energized Mama, or wait, hold on, maybe this is your first time joining us here today whatever number of episodes you have listened to, I'm just so excited that you have clicked on this one and you are joining us here today. This topic is one that's really near and dear to my heart because I am in the thick of it, raising my own toddler. And by the time this airs, I'm going to have a newborn on my hands too. And so I've been able to connect with so many of you moms recently behind the scenes in my private Facebook group, but also reading your reviews on my podcast And I've seen so many moms just genuinely come to me and say, Hey, Cheyenne, like, my gosh, I love my little boys and girls. I love my toddlers, but so often they just maybe want to pull my hair out. I don't know what I'm doing. 
I'm afraid to discipline them too harshly because, you know, I don't want to be that mom that they're afraid of or that um, they, you know, they won't connect with later in life, but I also don't want to be that pushover. And so there's that little bit of a struggle, right? That power struggle there that I know you're concerned about. And so I knew I couldn't leave you hanging because mama, this is something I also struggle with. You know, this is something that's on my heart as well. So I wanted to find someone that could come help us, come guide us today. And I have a great expert that I am so happy for the blessing of Instagram, because as much as social media gets called out for, I think that it can also be such a blessing because it's connected me with my guest here today. I am so happy to be able to introduce you guys here at the Energized Mama to my guest. She is a child development specialist. She has an MS in child life uh, specialist. She has um, more experience in development and parenting that I can probably even imagine. <laughs> and what's really amazing is that she brings all of this science-based content and research papers and all those words we can't understand. And she simplifies it and makes it easy and practical for moms just like us, just like us. Um, to understand and to actually apply in our own lives. So without further ado, I am so happy to bring on Miss Esme Alva here on the Energized Mama podcast here today. Welcome, beautiful lady. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are so, so welcome. Was this a funny DM message to get from you to say like, Hey, hi, I'm Cheyenne. Uh, we just met. Hi, I just met you. And this is crazy. But will you be on my <laughs> podcast? Maybe? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, I haven't met this person. I don't know much about her. So I went to your page and I saw a little bit more and uh, what you bring, you know, the value to the parents, that connection of, you know, your background, you having children and your experience and then sharing it with the community. So thought that was very valuable. Initially, I was like, oh, this is a little weird. But, you know, yeah. um, after seeing more on your page and having more conversations with DMs, I was able to see it's like something that correlates with my my values and what I want to bring out to the community, which is, you know, teaching and um, letting them see that, you know, research doesn't have to be boring. You can make it fun. Um, through my page, I do a lot of drawings. I do a lot of pictures and just making it easy for people to understand and translating it to something that is useful for parents. Absolutely. Speaking our language quite literally. Uh -huh. And as you began to right there, though, I would love for you to hear more on that is, would you mind explaining or sharing with all the mamas listening a little more about what you do? Yeah, so my background is really research-based. Um, I've done a lot of research with children and different topics, including behavior and discipline. And, you know, after the, I finished my schooling and I got my master's, I went out into the community and I worked doing developmental assessments, behavior, uh, recommending, you know, based on those assessments, next steps, such as going to physical therapy or going to therapy. Mm -hmm. A lot of my work is really closely working with a lot of disciplines, such as therapists and um, doctors. And so as a group, we combine our knowledge and find what's best next steps for children. I also have experience wow. in the hospital setting. So specifically with chronically ill children or children come into the hospital for any type of thing, even a small cut. And 
my job in my role there is to be the liaison between the hospital and the doctors and making sure that the kids are calm, that they have what they need developmentally. Um, and when wow. they are there for long term, such for bigger things, such as like cancer or chronic illness, connecting them to community service once they leave, because a lot of the time, different treatments that children get during the hospital can impact their development. It could even impact their attachment with their parents. It could impact their relationships. So making sure your parents and families have the resources they need to thrive once they come out of the hospital. Wow, that is so rewarding, I can imagine, yeah. in so many ways, but also so so needed. And, and that transition time is, is so imperative, I think, to like really make sure that it's a good transition. And when you were speaking, I couldn't help but think of the word doula came up in my mind. Like <laughs> we think of doulas for birth, but I was like, yep. oh my gosh, you're like, you're like a mom and a kid doula for those hard transitions, you know right? Like, uh-huh. Yep. It's great. I was like, I don't know if you've ever used that, but I feel like that word, right, could be so uh, communicative because I don't, you know, I don't know if any of you ladies listening um, are unaware of what doulas do, but often they help during the transition from becoming a, being a pregnant woman to postpartum and helping you through postpartum and a lot of the emotions. And I'm like, wow, that's what Esme does. Like, that's what she does just a few <laughs> stages beyond birth, but, uh, thank you. Thank you for sharing your background and it really just elevates your expertise, but shows also your relatability to every single mama listening here on this show. And why I invited you here today is again, as you heard, heard me in the very beginning is, you know, my mama's they're in the thick of it. They're in the thick of raising toddlers, these little human beings. And, you know, they're going through their own transition. Maybe they're not transitioning out of the hospital, but their children are transitioning from babies to where they were just cute mm -hmm. and googly. And, and they just relied on their parents for more of the physical needs. Well, now they're having these emotional needs. And now these emotional needs are getting bigger and bigger as are their emotions. Sometimes mom and dad's emotions are also getting bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. And so I have so many mamas out there that are just, they want to discipline their children. Well, they want to discipline their children in the right way. And I notice as a mom myself, I so often sometimes want to go just fix the problem. I want to go execute, right? It's like, okay, I want to see just give me an answer and I'll go do it and go execute. But I want to help us take a step back because I really believe sometimes it's just like when we want more energy in our life, it's like, well, let's look instead of how do we add energy? What's depleting us? What, what is actually sucking the energy right now from us? So that's why Esme, I want to start off our conversation today by asking you a question of more of like, what do you see in your experience and your work with moms? What would you say are some of the biggest mistakes that moms unintentionally, of course, not on purpose mm -hmm. make when, when trying to discipline their toddlers? So like, like I said, uh, there's no perfect parent, right? And it's a learning experience and you grow as you, you make those so-called mistakes, um, unintentionally, of course. And just through my experience, and I, I've seen that there's three of the biggest things that happen. One, they're not being consistent with the discipline. Consistency is the key kids thrive through consistency and it actually helps them feel comfort and safe when you're consistent with what you're telling them. Another thing is their developmental capacity. Are we, uh, you know, our parents understanding that children's development, it grows right with time and especially specifically with toddlers, their brain is not there yet. 
They're not understanding really what the consequences are of their actions. And a lot of the time they're actually learning through that. They might throw, you know, their chairs down because they want to see the action after. What happens after? To them, it's learning. It's like, oh, look, my chair fell on the floor and it didn't bounce, right? <laughs> but to a parent, it could be a stressful moment because you might do in the middle of cooking and you just finished cleaning and then chairs will lower the floor. Right. So just understanding that, you know, it's a learning process for kids and kids are learning cost and effect, but they're not there yet where they can understand, oh, my mom just cleaned the whole house. My mom is cooking and now she's going to have to clean again. Right. And another one, another one I see is taking a break. You know, when you you are trying to discipline and you are at a point where you yourself feel very agitated, feel to a point where you're not going to be able to. In, in a loving and caring way, discipline, take a step, take a break. Mm. If you need to have your partner or you would just move to the side and take a breather, make sure that you take that moment to acknowledge, Hey, this is why I'm feeling this way. And I shouldn't take my emotions off on a toddler who doesn't understand what they're doing. Right. Let me find the best right. way to connect with my child. Hey, wow. girlfriend. Yes, mama. I'm talking to you. I have a question for you. Do you wish that there was a way to stop feeling emotionally drained by your life as a mom of littles? Or how about have more energy for your husband without constantly feeling physically exhausted? I know what it feels like to want more from your life than just being a mom. I know what it feels like to be overwhelmed with where to begin to stop the stress in my everyday life and to have absolutely no idea what healthy habits to implement in my own home that'll actually make a difference. I know what it feels like to be totally lost and how, how to create a realistic and sustainable plan that works for me and not everyone else. And just to basically think, I just can't be energetic while I parent a household full of littles that demand so much of me. And well, at least one that doesn't rely on either coffee for energy or wine to de-stress. Am I right? Let's take a moment and imagine if, imagine if you no longer felt completely exhausted at the end of your day. What if you had the time to go on dates with your husband and you had the energy to give yourself some much needed me time and you had easy to implement systems and strategies that would allow you to be that energetic and vibrant mama that you want to be all while still raising your kids the way you want. Well, I have great news for you. That's why I created the More Energy Method, a customized blueprint to clear your chaos and bring back more energy into your everyday life. It's where I teach you to decrease stress while increasing your energy. Win-win. You'll be able to stick with this super simple plan tailor-made for you, mama, that will establish new healthy habits that'll unlock energy without taking away focus from your kids or require huge commitments of time you'll walk away with crystal clear clarity of exactly what to focus on with a plan that'll help you know exactly how to do it and the confidence as a woman, wife, and mother to make the changes you need to and to keep them for good. So if you're ready, if you're ready to stop feeling overwhelmed and exhausted the moment you wake up and instead trade that in for feeling rejuvenated throughout the day and go to bed satisfied, even as a busy mom of littles, then head right now to energyformoms.com and grab hold of my Blast Off to Summer special where you will get $40 off. Did you know that the average cost of drinks on a date night is $40? 
Hey, consider that my gift from me to you and your husband, Mama. Now, this offer expires July 31st, so don't miss out. Head on over to energyformoms.com. It's time to lose the stress while gaining yourself back and have endless amounts of energy for yourself, for your husband, and a life beyond just your littles. Wow. Wow. That was poignant and so beautiful. Everyone listening, I don't know if you could hear the ferocity of my fingers going on my computer because I was taking notes. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, For a moment, I thought maybe you had a camera in my house because that was also so good and so relatable. And I love how you started off though, too, by reminding moms that mistakes, mistake is a big word, right? It's like, because we all make mistakes, but it's also okay. It's okay to kind of fumble our way through this and figure it out and and grow. I, I always try to remind moms too, that I'm like, you know, as we were talking about birth a few minutes ago, it's like when you give birth to your child, you're also giving birth to yourself. Even if you're yep. having baby yep. number two, three or four, right. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you don't know. Like I, I also have experience. We didn't talk about this yet, but I, um, yeah. I was a nanny for 10 years before I became a mom. And so I understand kind of like where you're at, just having all this experience with your kiddo, with kiddos before having your own kiddos. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and even, even as much experience as you have, there's nothing like your own. And I'm sure you've heard that Yeah, (laughs) and we'll experience it someday, but, uh, it's, yeah, it's like giving yourself that permission. I loved at the end, how you said, you know, the mistake or the error that someone may make is not taking a break. So it's like giving yourself that permission to be there and to, mm-hmm. to be present and to take that break. Mm-hmm. And so Esme, I'm wondering, so now that you gave those three very poignant, um, you know, shifts maybe to make for moms, you know, I think a lot of moms can like see that very clearly and see, okay, I can work on that. I can, see how instead now, you know, being consistent. Okay. That makes sense. And understanding where our toddlers are at, where their developmental capacity is and okay, I can take a break, but I'm still really fearful about stepping out and I don't really know maybe what to say or what to do. So do you have any words of wisdom or advice and like how moms can step, step forward into their um, motherhood without fear? Like how can they discipline without fear? Yeah. So it's a very uh, packed question, and uh, it depends on a lot of different things. It depends on the toddler's personality. It depends on your relationship that you build with the child, your culture, and your values, right? But a generalized, very generalized uh, answer would be the the purpose of discipline is to help your child learn how to hone their emotions and express them, right? And not to cause fear. So knowing the basis of why you're disciplining is very important. Uh, with not disciplining with fear, right? So if you're scared that your child, you might discipline your child and then it will cause them fear, then that's already your kind of your warning sign. Hey, let me let me find a different way to discipline my child where I feel our attachment and, and, and our love is still gonna be prevalent there. And there's many different ways to do that, right? So it always yeah. just connects back to the child's brain development, especially for a toddler. They're not, like I said, there where if you are screaming at them, right? And it's something it's it's gonna happen, right? What's yes. important part is that you acknowledge that it happened and you could even go to the child and apologize. Hey, I'm sorry, mommy's feelings, you know, at the mm. moment were not the best. And I apologize for doing this. 
and then just have a conversation. And again, their development is not there, but they can feel that emotion and that connection there. Your words and your wow. kindness and the tone that you're talking to them is really helpful. Um, so the, just circling back now, some of the best ways is being consistent, right? Repetition, repetition. Yeah. Be You might have to repeat the same thing multiple times until they start somewhat understanding this is the reason behind why I shouldn't do this, right? So repetition, yeah. another one, doing the action, discipline right after the thing happens. So let's say like the example of the Cheerios, right? Right after it happened, have that conversation with them to the best of their knowledge and let them know like in kids' words, right? Uh, let them know that, hey, the Cheerios shouldn't be here. They're for you to eat, but right away. And if you want to do any, I don't believe in timeout for uh, younger children because they're not developmentally there. They might take it as I'm being punished, but you could sit with them on the side, right? And say, hey, we need to go to your room. You go with them and help them there with their emotions and their expressions. A lot of the time they threw the Cheerios down because their expressive skills are not there. They can't talk to you yet, right? Their receptive skills, they can't understand what you're saying yet. And so just sitting down with them and expressing them and just letting them know this is wasn't okay, right? This is what we do next time. And it might not happen the next time, they keep doing it, but just being repetitive and being a consistent uh, support for them and showing them how to express their emotions over time, it's just gonna get better and better. And again, consistency. If at some point, they say they throw their toys, right? And they, they hit their sibling. And you don't want that, right? Right away, act on that and let them know what's happening and why. And now say, because of a, because of you threw the toy, we're going to put him away, right? And we're not going to play with him until later. But you have to do that every time. Be consistent with what you're telling them, right? Do it with love. Mm -hmm. um, and I know... a very controversial, the whole punishment through physical punishment. I, I'm not uh, a fan of that just because of my research background and what I've seen and how it impacts the brain. It actually shows that it just causes more fear than anything, especially when it's severe, mm -hmm. constant punishment, physical, and then they mm -hmm. end up losing that trust. They lose that attachment and they actually won't do it. And again, and if they don't do it, it's because they fear you. And they might take those actions and that energy they have somewhere else and impact their adulthood. So long-worded wow. answer, consistency, <laughs> over and over, right? And doing mm -hmm. it with love. And if you're going to do, I call it time in, take them to a different area, talk to them, mm. right? And just be there for their emotions. Because a lot of the time they can't express their needs. Wow. I like that time in a time in instead of a time out. Yeah. How often do I feel like we need that too, as adults? Like we need to have a time in, I need to have a little powwow, just a moment to like, just assess my emotions and, and yeah. give some acceptance and love. And, and then we can model that for our little ones. Model and it. I love, right. I love that too. Exactly. Like, and kind of just, yeah, like give that love to yourself too. Cause so often I feel that's one of the best things we can do as a mom is just give that love that and that forgiveness and that grace that we want to give our children, give that right back to ourselves as well. And yep, so, yep. yes, if, if you moms listening, if there's anything that you want to make sure you write down from this episode already, yes, we've heard it over and over, but we're going to repeat it again is that the big C consistency 
is key, is key. And so something else that you had mentioned, which was already on my mind. So I love that you brought it up because you talked about how parenting out of fear or with fear um, can have severe consequences, not even in the child's development as a, you know, in their childhood with you when they're in the home, but also as they become adults is also trust, right? As you, you brought up trust. And I think that Moms of Littles, sometimes it is very confronting when your baby is becoming a little person and, you know, it can be hard, I think for us to like, yeah, right. Like even my son right now, he's three and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's has a little personality and he's, he's humorous and he's cracking jokes and, um, and being in some ways like very strong willed, right. And defiant in certain ways, testing his boundaries. And so, but Mm -hmm. yeah, so much, so much. It's It's such a great wild, wild time. And, uh, you know, so when I think about though, these, these more developed, you know, personality traits, or when I think about how people are growing and, and, and these little people are growing, I think about how, um, as you said, there are some developmental stages that we have to wait for, like our, you know, our, our child's not quite there yet. But when you brought up the word trust, I was like, wow, how can someone build trust even between themselves and their toddler? And that, that begins definitely as soon as they're born. So as soon as they're babies, you can start building that trust and that attachment. It's very simple. Babies, right? They cry. They need their diaper changed. They want food. They want hugs and love. And yes, you can't be there all the time, right? And there's going to be times where you're like, hey, you're making the bottle and the baby's crying is crying, right? That's going to impact their development. I mean, their attachment to a point where it's broken. It's, if you, again, it's consistency. If like, let's say 80 to 90% of the time you're able to meet that, that care, that consistent where, hey, if I'm hungry, I'm starting as a baby, right? Mama brings me a bottle or mama's going to breastfeed me. If I start crying, I'll get, you know, maybe some hugs or they'll start carrying me and moving me around. It's that consistency of showing them you're going to be there for them, for their needs. And it starts literally as soon as they're out of the womb when they're little babies. And it progresses as they grow up, right? So let's say uh, for a baby until, I don't know, maybe up to like six, eight months, right? They need that consistency. They will need it up to later, but in the beginning, they need it like the food that right, right there, right? As soon Mm -hmm. as you can. As they start developing, they start exploring the world. They start trying to like play and make friendships and things like that as toddlers, right? So another way to build trust is still continue doing all those things, meet their needs as much as you can, right? You can be perfect, loving them and giving them that care, but creating a safe space for them to explore, that could be mm. at the park. It could be while they're playing, letting them lead the play, seeing that their autonomy, a lot of toddlers start growing their autonomy, meaning they, they're trying to figure out who am I? What, 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 what's my personality, right? So you're going to start seeing that. They're going to be like, you know, want broccoli? No. You want to <laughs> go here? No. <laughs> and they're asserting, they're, they're asserting who they are. And a lot of the time, a, a parent's job is to guide them, right? So you're going to have to guide them at some point, whether they say no, but acknowledge the fact that like, I understand this is what you want to do, but we're going to end up doing mm. A, B, or C, or giving them two options from things you're wanting to do, right? So that they think they have some of the autonomy and power to decide. But at the end of the day, they're still deciding within 
your reasonings of what you want them to do. So that's like really important wow. creating, you know, that space for them to have that autonomy. And another thing is also understanding and acknowledging their emotions. Like I said, especially mm. talking about toddlers, they cannot express themselves very well yet. So they might express themselves through like hitting sometimes, through crying, through tantrums. And those things might mean, mommy, I need hugs. Mommy or daddy or, you know, the caregiver, I need attention or I'm hungry. It might mean different things, right? And, it's, and some of the things you can do to break that bridge because they're so young. And so some parents do teach like thigh language, like more things like that. Or you can build different ways that you understand what your child is saying. But the kid cannot express their emotions at that point right now. Not really specifically to tell you, mommy, I'm hurt because A, B, and C, right? Or this is what I need right now. I want hungry, I want pizza. So say you give them broccoli <laughs> and they wanted a uh, chicken nugget. It's kind of hard for them to say, you know, yesterday you cooked this and this is why I liked it and this is why I want it. They might just throw the broccoli, right? So it's just understanding and, and uh, being there for them through, the, through their times of needs. But at the same time, you are the parent, you are guiding them. So you will guide him through the direction that you, you know, want him to choose the broccoli or you want him to, you know, now it's time to go to school, but just being there for them and uh, helping them express their emotions. I love that. I love that. And it's so, it's so true. What you say is I feel giving them options like has really helped in my life. And I've also see, heard this feedback from um, other mamas, excuse me, sorry. Because mm -hmm. as toddlers, especially you see that sense of like empowerment for the first time ever. Are they able to make some of their own decisions or want to make some of their own decisions? Yeah. So, you know, giving them options, but I'm also wondering when you say like validating the, or acknowledging their emotions mm -hmm. and when they can't speak about it. I love what you said about the sign language. We definitely taught my son some, and he still uses it to this day, which is so cute because he has words now, but he's still, especially the more. <laughs> yeah. Can use that I know or, my niece is always like more and more. <laughs> for everything, right? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So that really helped him communicate. But is there anything you could suggest a parent do that say they are trying to acknowledge their child's emotions or they're trying to get to the deeper why they're like you even had the example of maybe they don't want broccoli they don't they want the chicken nuggets that they had yesterday mm -hmm. is there anything else maybe more tangibly that a parent can do to try to even understand their child um, like giving them word choices or something yeah well there's also charts I don't know if you've seen them with like different face expressions mm -hmm. and um you know you can't teach them while they're in their tantrum, right? But like before they get to that point throughout, you know, while they're growing, you start teaching them happy face, right? And they can point at it and you can read books on emotions and it just helps it make it easier for them to express themselves. And yes, they might not be able to use the words, but if you, you've tried it and if you've seen it, just they, they'll start like either using their sign language or they can point at their emotions, right? And sometimes you can't figure it out right away and it's okay what always will work is love and emotions. So just giving them a hug, right? And yes. maybe taking some time and just in that moment of hugging them and you might not figure out right away. And I know you might want to, right? But you can touch, you know, on that topic, maybe a, like a little bit later, a couple minutes later. But the most important part is that you're not gonna be always be able to know what's wrong with them. 
and that's okay. It's a trial and error, like a baby, right? Well, like either you'll feed him, you'll hug him, change the diaper. It's the same thing with, with a toddler. They're still in that stage where they can't fully express themselves. So it's a trial and error. So for a toddler, right? You can see if they're hungry. You can see if they're tired. Do they want a specific toy? It's just going to be a trial and error. There's no like perfect way of figuring out what's wrong with the child. But you do have like the charts. You have the books. You have the sign language, right? And then it comes trial and error and it's okay. You might not figure it out yeah. that time, but over time you start learning those patterns your child has. And the more the language, you know, is, it becomes, it starts developing, it easier it becomes. And we're talking mm-hmm. about toddlers, two to three year old, right? They're starting to know some words. Um, and so again, it's just really that love and that hug, and then figuring out later. The most important part is that mm. your child at the moment for trust feels acknowledged and validated. The reason why they're to that point, it matters, right? But to the parent, not to the child. And so you can figure yes. that out later. But right now, the most important thing, build that trust with your child that you're going to be there to validate him, that you're going to be there to understand that it's okay for certain things to happen. But at the end of the day, there's going to be consequences, right? And once they become like four or five, they start wanting to, they're in that development stage where they, they, they like to follow rules, right? And so it, it becomes mm-hmm. a little bit easier over time. But at the end of the day, there's no magic for raising a toddler, right? It is going to be a, a trial and error. There is those things like we talk about books. There is like the sign language and the hugs. But it's okay to not know every single time what's wrong with my child, right? The most important mm-hmm. part, build that attachment, build that love, because that's going to help him when they grow up. It's going to help him explore as adults. Mm-hmm. It's going to help him build healthy relationships. And it's going to help him just thrive overall. But yes, parent, and, I just want to figure out what's wrong. <laughs> ASAP. But it will happen. It will right. happen. Exactly. Yeah. Or, or sometimes you wish, like, it's just like there's no guidebook for marriage or parenting it's like sometimes I know we wish we had this formula like your child does a b do c you know but that's just not how life is right even if we look back on our own journeys as children teens or even adults it's just as the saying goes there's one constant in life and that's change and so I hope that brings encouragement to every mama out there though right now is if you're in a really challenging season or say that your kid's been really acting very disrespectful lately, and maybe you've struggled with the confidence to discipline them much in the past, just know that you can start simply with a hug, even like when in doubt, hug it out. You know, that's ultimately what it sounds like your child needs in this moment. And uh, I know from experience, it's often what I need when I am high in my emotions, when my son has been really disobeying and I'm tired and I'm exhausted and the dog is barking and the food's (laughs) burning on the stove, right? It's like all the things because it happens. Yeah. Just like you said earlier in the episode, we will scream. Every mom has yelled at one point in her life is to just, yeah, like acknowledge those basic needs, which sometimes is a hug and getting that, giving that acknowledgement and validation to our children. And so, wow, I love all that you've shared today. I feel like we could, (laughs) we could talk on and on. and, And I'm just so glad that you've spent your time with us today, that you've given us some really practical steps and some really great value to feel empowered as moms in a very sometimes disempowering, disempowering season. So 
Thank you, Esme, for for being here today. Um, I would really love my moms listening that maybe have some more burning questions or want to come check out some of your great graphics on your social (laughs) media. Um, Could you let them know how they can find you and connect with you uh, after this episode? Yes. So on Instagram, it's little feet, big emotions. And also on TikTok, little big fit emotions just spelled it all together. And um, what I specialize is on making research accessible to the community and breaking it down to a point where people can understand it and apply it. And I do always want to say this and preface it by saying all research is very generalized. It will not always apply to your child because every child's individual. So it's always more important to have the one-on-ones with either a specialist or like a doctor or a coach, someone that you trust, because again, research is generalized. Your child's very specific. There's so many components that come to making a a perfect plan, right? But what I do create in my uh, pages is like a starting point for you to know where things somewhat start, right? And then branching to learning more information and getting more specific information to your child. Awesome. I love it. And I can speak as a fan that she basically makes like going nerdy feel really cool. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's awesome. Like I could just binge all your content. And so um, if you mamas who are listening want to do that too, no worries. I'll have the links for her pages in the show notes below. And uh, Esme, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for all that you do for moms and dads and little ones around the world. And uh, I'm just blessed to know you and I look forward to continuing to learn from you as uh, my motherhood journey continues. Great, thank you, I continue. Uh, You know, I wanna learn as well and just seeing your experiences too. Like it's different, like we talked about uh, learning and the books versus once you become a parent. It's a whole different story. So it's good to have both sides and learn from both sides because it's always a medium. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. and you're welcome here anytime, but especially if you embark on that journey of motherhood yourself someday, please come on over and join us. And uh, everyone listening right now, I just want to say thank you so much for investing your time because we know it's precious. We know that you have very little time to invest in yourself and your growth as a parent. So thank you for doing that today. And uh, just thank you for listening to another episode of the Energized Mama. We will see you guys very soon. Hey moms, do you ever feel like you're stuck in a tough spot as a stepmom trying to navigate blended family dynamics while also juggling your own little ones? I get it, it's not easy. I've been there too. But the good news is I've found someone who can help. Meet Jasmine Yao, a stepmom coach who helps stepmoms develop self-compassion and hope for what's possible, navigating the complex minefield of emotions and blended life. It's like having your own personal cheerleader, helping you lead a thriving family. So grab a glass of wine and check out her Instagram at Jasmine Yao. That's J-A-S-M-I-N-E-Y-O-W for coaching support. Trust me, you won't regret it.